Not until she reached 4,000 feet did Kate Burns realize this jump had epic comeback written all over it. Except her father's memorial service probably wasn't the right time to show the world that fear couldn't keep her grounded. And with Reuben and Connor nearly out the door of the twin otter, herself next in line, probably it was too late to pull the plug on their commemorative jump. But she could hardly turn down Miles Defoe, her father's incident commander. Say no to the entire population of Ember, Montana, on hand to remember the firefighters who died on a mountain last summer. Of course she would jump. But she'd keep it safe and easy and channel the fear fisting her chest, pumping fire into her veins. Not newsworthy, not spectacular, not epic. Something her father might if he were watching from heaven, be proud of. Over the intercom, Jilly's voice cut through the thunder of air whipping into the open door and over the drone of the plane. I've reached 4,000! Kate glanced into the cockpit where Jillian Priest, her dark auburn hair looping through the hole in her gimme cap, manned the controls. Jilly glanced over her shoulder, the headphones dwarfing her, and met Kate's eyes, grinned. A comrade in arms in this male-dominated world of smoke jumping. A paltry handful of women managed to climb the ranks and earn a spot on one of the 14 teams around the nation. Despite the tremor in her gut, or the acrid taste of bile lining her throat, Kate planned on holding on to hers with the tenacity of any of the wildland fires she'd jumped over the past seven years. She swallowed the bile away. At least today's jump didn't require her to fly over smoky columns of superheated air, or to drop into a blackened meadow or dirt-edged moraine just outside the roar of the dragon. Today, she didn't have to fear dying under a piece of high-tech tinfoil. Instead, adorned with a purple memorial ribbon attached to her pack, she'd drop out of the sky in memory of seven comrades who'd perished doing what they loved— Wearing their standard Kevlar jumpsuits and gear packs, fellow jumpers Connor Young and Reuben Marshall edged up to the door. They snapped on their helmets and peered out into the expanse. The two men, along with Pete Brooks preparing to jump behind her, were the only survivors of her father's crew, guys she planned on getting to know if she hoped to seal the canyon Jock Burns' death left in her heart. She should have been jumping with him on his crew, instead of returning home to honor his memory. Coming around for the jump, Jilly said into the comms. Breathe. Again, Kate ran her four-point check. Drogue release handle in clear view. Stevens connection attached to the reserve. Reserve emergency handle in clear and plain view. And the cutaway clutch, also readily accessible just stay calm. Jumping was the easy part, right? The part she actually liked. She reached for her helmet, glancing at her jump partner. Pete, his blonde hair pulled back in a jaunty knot, blue eyes and a bronze ring of whiskers, grinned at her with a lazy smile that probably knocked the girl silly down at the hotline saloon. She grinned back, offered a thumbs up, keeping it friendly, not flirty. After all, she knew better than to fall for firefighters, especially the Macon type of Charmer Brooks.
With his wide football shoulders, lean torso, powerful jumper-honed legs, jumpers like him wore danger in their eyes, and the spark that drew them to engage in battle against the demons of nature turned them into men who played hard, wooed with abandon, and lived as if every night might be their last. Until the siren sounded, and fifteen minutes later, girded for combat, they disappeared into a boiling sky. Besides, the last, and only, jumper she'd fallen for had taken her heart and hadn't the decency to return it.